Hey guys, welcome to the Andy McNamara podcast. Um, I've Sean Flannery here, who is a an online coach and a PT. I'll let you introduce yourself, just for those of you that don't know. Anna, thank you very much for having me. Um, so yeah, no, I um, my name is Sean. I am a personal trainer in Longford. Um, I have an online coaching business as well that branches out uh, all over the country and in, up the north as well. Um, I suppose my my journey into fitness and into training has come from a relatively lo- young age. Um, I was always into exercise. I was always into kind of keep myself healthy, keep myself fit, and I was always the person who you know would do the <laughs> the extra runs and always kind of stay and do a little bit extra on my own as well because I think it's always been a lifestyle um, a lifestyle sort of you know approach for me um, it's just been good for my physical health my daily mental health emotional health and you know it's it's something that I'm you know deeply passionate about I, uh, I went in and studied in AIT so at Lone Institute of Technology and like from that time I um, I grew into the course and uh, I went on and did an honours degree. If you were to say that when I was in secondary school, the first few years of secondary school, um, I, I wouldn't have even believed that I would have done that, to be honest. I, a secondary school for me, I wasn't in the, the right frame of mind for it. Um, I, my, my thought process at that time was elsewhere. I just wanted to play football in England or I just wanted to watch football or just consume myself with, you know, uh, you know just play and play and play or consume, you know, uh, video games or, or play video games and stuff like that. So, um, school, school level, exactly. Yeah. It, it was out the window, you know. So, like, I, I did really poorly in my leaving start, and then from there I went on. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and uh, I did a PLC in Sligo, which is probably one of the best things I ever done. I realized that what they were teaching was like it was very basic in relation to you know gym instruction, looking after yourself, and and whatnot. And like I found a passion for it and I found something that I was like, okay, I really, I enjoy this number one. It's not much work and like I, I'm pretty good at it, you know, and, I, and I, I like that side of things. So that was kind of my background there, um, you know, in relation to kind of getting into the, the whole area of coaching. I started really when I was about 16, 17 coaching teams and helping out with teams. Um, and then I did summer camps and, you know, I did, uh, I worked in, to gym facilities before I went out on my own um, and I got experience there with that. I think coaching is a thing where you just need experience and you need time and you need to be interested in it because it's not for everybody. So that was my kind of start in relation to that and um, yeah, here here we are today talking to you, my man. Yeah, that was a great uh, great introduction anyway. Um, you're obviously very passionate about like just fitness and helping people as well as I can see because um, I've known you for a few years now and how we met is quite funny as well. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about then just how, how you're, cause you're fully self-employed now two years, I think it is. Yeah. Um, this, this time two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of going on from that, then how did you, how did you kind of decide you wanted to become self-employed and then, yeah, we just go from there. Yeah. So it's actually quite an interesting story. Um, like I have, I have my own podcast, like 38 episodes, and I suppose I've never shared that kind of story. But the transition across was uh, really by accident. I, I didn't really think about it. And it was something that kind of like just happened organically. So essentially what happened was I finished my fourth year in college. And at that time, 
I was working in the, the, the college gym and the contract there just uh, finished and because I'd worked there during my fourth year uh, just to help obviously you know get experience but also just for money you know your fourth years in co- your fourth year in college it, you don't have a lot of money um you know you're just trying to get travel money etc going over and back and going out money or whatever so uh, anyway that that finished up and i was left with i was left with no uh, job um, and like at that around that time or maybe the the april at the April of that year, so that was a September. The April of that year, I kind of started posting fitness content. It wasn't wasn't very good. It was actually very poor. Um, but I started posting stuff anyway, training content, training videos, um, and just to see because I, I was like, okay, I posted a few, and I was like, you know what, I like this. And you know, around that time, Instagram was like, it was there for a good few years before, but it was only really, you know kicking off in relation to the fitness scene around that kind of time or maybe even the year before um, and again I just started posting stuff and that's when the, the algorithms were good and stuff and I realised like you know my brother Liam I know we'll get to him in a sec but like he helped me in terms of building content and putting out you know more professional content so he started doing that again we were both starting off we were pretty poor um, but then from there we kind of just I started taking people in my local park um, just basically young teenagers just trying to coach them and one or two of them were footballers at the time so they play with Longford Town and one of them was particularly good he's actually playing for the senior team now eh? and like he helped me a lot in relation to kind of just you know sharing things on social media and then I got a few clients out of it and I was happy enough you know they weren't paying me like but you know you're there training them and you're putting things up on Instagram so that was fine anyway um Go back to that September, so I got let go. I had no work, and I was kind of building that on the side. And I was doing some one-to-one training in the gym then. Um, and from there, I had a few clients. wasn't going particularly well. Like you know, you swear by social media. Like Instagram's like a happy place all the time. You know, like you know, so with social media, I had like hundreds of clients, and I was over on the beach. You know, and at Ferraris, but it just really wasn't like that. And it's not like that for the first, you know, for the first while. Even though, like, you might think it's yeah, actually, exactly, you know. And so, anyway, we were talking, or sorry, we were kind of, you know, posting stuff, and I was getting familiar with it. I was getting confident with it. And um, anyway, from there, I got another job. I had to get another job just to pay off a car, uh, a car insurance. So that was around that uh, December, November. I got a job at job and Justin Heaton's. Uh, just in the mornings so I get up at about maybe five o'clock go in do deliveries for maybe a few hours and then finish up at about 12 so it suited me perfectly and then I could concentrate and kind of do my content taking uh, whatever clients I had in the afternoon and trying to get some sort of momentum going so I was doing that for a while and obviously it was very tiring um, very very tiring so that was over the Christmas and into the January and January 5th came along and they told me they told me did no more work and, and that was it. So at that stage, I was kind of feeling a bit demoralized because things weren't going as well. You know, at the gym, I was a few people. I was enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I was really liking it. But like you're kind of looking at it going, can you make a living out of that? You know, can you can you try and, you know, make some sort of a living and like progress with it? Um, but anyway, I worked away Um I had a few chats with the people around me and they kind of said, listen, just go for it and see what happens. So anyway, I just went for it, kept uh, kept working away, and um, 
yeah, no, true consistency, consistency, hard work, and uh, I'm not near finished yet, no way. But um, and there's, as I said to you, there'll be things that you know I'll struggle with in the in the future and stuff like that, and I have struggled with throughout the two years. Um, but personally, for me, if I was saying it to anybody, like it's one of those things where you learn an awful lot about yourself when you're the one that has to take responsibility. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can relate to a lot there. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite hard to go from something that's sort of secure and then trying to be your own boss and not be sure of your wages. Um, but I think the main kind of points there that you're saying is that like, if you're consistent with it, if you, I think as well, if you believe in yourself, if you have enough self-belief, because I know a lot of coaches, uh, there's a, is it, there's a three to five year drop off rate that's insanely high with personal trainers and coaches because they get thrown into the, the fitness side of things and they, they try to build things up and uh, it doesn't go to plan. And I mean, something like COVID, this has definitely lost a lot of good trainers because they've just thrown in the towel and they went back to something more secure because they need to pay bills. And that's fine too. Um, but I think just having that bit of bit of uh, persistence with it and a bit of self-belief that when obstacles come your way that you can you can overcome them. Um, so that's, uh, that's really good. Um, how did you kind of keep your mindset strong or how do you keep your mindset strong uh, throughout the kind of like the tough times? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely days when you doubted yourself or days when you had no clients um, yeah. or even just days where you had shit days. Like, mm-hmm. how do you keep your mindset strong? What kind of helps you? Like, I think, like going back to the initial phase, like again, like anyone starting anything up, there's going to be days where you're just going to feel like, oh, is this all worth it? Like, I mean, why am I putting myself through this? Um, to be fair, and I'm being completely honest here, I didn't have too many. I had a few, don't get me wrong. I didn't have, oh, you know, like, you know, three, four months kind of thinking the same thing. I just focused on trying to help the next person. I was always grateful for the next one client versus like, the next 10 do you know what I mean I was always focused on trying to you know improve that a little bit better improve myself a little bit better because I knew if I if I knew if I consistently kept you know um the education up I read an awful lot just kind of trying to advance those things you know opportunities will come um I suppose as well I kind of was thinking you know I, I was relatively young as well I was kind of thinking if this does and it still might <laughs> you don't know like with COVID so uncertain you know, yeah. you know if things go down the drain or whatever or we were poor a few months or whatever you know you know, I always have a, a degree there in the background that you know that's always there you know support me you know so I had these things going on in my head and you know that was kind of giving me the freedom to go okay listen you know I'll give things a go and see, and see what see what happens because yeah, they were like at that time, like I was applying for jobs and I got nothing. I I was applying for, and it was almost a sign of like go go for it. You know, there was almost a sign of like somebody tell me go for it. You know, yeah. I literally and I say this to people, there was about five six months I was doing my thing, but I was still applying for jobs, right? And you know, I was kind of going okay. I was getting sports from the enterprise, local enterprise, and stuff like that. But I was I was still there applying for jobs because I still didn't have the belief in my in myself. You know, and. You look at it now and you say, oh, happy days, whatever, he, you know, he's, he's training people, he's doing this. But like, you know, that, that kind of self-belief took time to gather. Do you know what I mean? It didn't, yeah. didn't happen overnight. There was days there, as I said, there was days there where it's mindset-wise, you're, you're all over the place. But also, as well as that, you know, when you do get a little bit of uh, success with a client or a client does well, 
because that's the nature of what I, I I like doing. I like helping people versus I worked at two facilities before. Like it's all about sales to them. It's you know what I mean. Mainly you know what I mean. Versus kind of what I try to do is mainly focus on the the client. You know the client coming in and yeah, trying to get the best get get the best out of them and help them the best possible. The client care aspect. That's for me. That's that's why I like what I do. Um, um, I'm working away. So uh, yeah. Um, you know, you you got to consider a, f- a few bits and pieces, but you know, it, it it's like anything. You're not going to be perfect either. You know, I'm not going to be. You're not going to be as, as perfect as you think you are going to start out. Everything's not going to go to plan. You might have a lot of plans, you know, but you just got to keep going. You just got to keep saying, right? Can I get one percent? Can I keep, you know, can I keep moving every single day and trying to make yourself a little bit better? Do you know what I mean? Um, and just continuously do that. But I think. The biggest wins for you is when you're like, because the nature of the job and what keeps you on is if you see people doing well that you've helped, like there's no better feeling. For me, that's for me every week. I mean, like that's, you know, uh, you know, someone loses their stone, somebody improves the relationship with food, somebody, you know, is just happier in general, more energy. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're changing that person's sort of, you know, top roles. You're changing that person. So it's a massive thing for me that I'm very, very passionate about and kind of um lucky to find out you know this area in life that that's what i like doing um you know and uh you know working away with people is 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 just really fulfilling i think yeah um so it's not like training someone for you is not just take their money and make them do a few squats um there's other aspects of it as well and i kind of want to touch on that as well so um what you mentioned there like there's a lot of you know, like if you if you coach someone and and it's and you've you've uh, improved their relationship with food, or you've gotten them to focus on sleep, or you've gotten them to exercise and lose a bit of weight and gain confidence, that it's it's just really really powerful. Like that's what it is. Um, so, what other kind of areas besides exercise would you be focusing on with clients, or do you think are important? Like, I think one of the biggest things is mindset straight away. Um, and just making them feel 10 foot tall i really think so i think like at the end of the day it is making a person trying to encourage a person to make a behavior change um you know and a person goes through a few stages of that you know so they go from you know pre-contemplation then contemplation to change you know and into the kind of that you know action kind of maintenance and 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 again the, the last one particularly with that is the kind of relapse so where a lot of people go into is a contemplation, pre-contemplation, then they go, you know, they go action, which to try something, then they go straight to relapse because they just don't have the skills in place to sustain yeah. that behavior. Do you know? You do, uh, you know, one of them big fad diets or even a low-carb diet, keto diet, cinnamon world, whatever it is, um, you get told how to get from A to B, but you don't get told how you got there so that you can then get from B to C yeah. and you back from B, back straight back to A or even worse. Um, that's kind of the yo-yo diet or that's where you lose a stone or two stone and all well and good and then you don't know what to do next and you end up binging and repeating the same habits and going straight back to where you are and um, I just want to say that that's fairly normal that happens so often and it's because I think a lot of people are set up in a way that makes them it really makes them fail like Slim and World and everything they're great initiatives Um, this isn't like I'm not trying to like you know, uh, really throw like negative light on them, but um, they 
like fair play for people to actually take that first step. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, with any diet or any slimming club, typically a lot of them don't actually give you the tools then to continue with your, to continue on yourself. Yeah. Um, so don't keep repeating the same bad habits and fall into the same trap again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see, it's education, isn't it? I mean, you, you asked the question. You said, "What do I value in relation to clients and stuff?" And, and try and teaching them, like, my, or what would you focus on? Like, mindset is a huge thing. Obviously, mindset is a massive thing, um, but like in relation to what what comes after that is just literally going education, saying right, you know, you should know right what's your food, how your relationship with food is, your own body, you know, you're kind of like what exercises could suit you in relation to what's in the gym, you know, known kind of basic muscles, you know, like having all these little tools in their arsenal so that they're empowering themselves for change, you know, so that they're yeah. they're nearly doing the work for you. And you're just there kind of facilitating to a degree. So there's there's all this kind of stuff that you need to do in relation to kind of thinking. I think mindset, education, and I think, you know, um, you know, as I said, making sure that they're celebrating the wins, making sure they're celebrating things that they're successes and not always focusing on, you know, a number on the floor, for example. Or, you know, like obviously that is a metric that you do keep track of, but like it's not everything, you know, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not everything. It's the way you feel, it's the way you've improved, you know, physically, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the education behind you. It's the mindset that you improve. You're more confident, you know, it could be something as simple for you as maybe sleeping a, a half an hour extra at night. You know, these things don't have to be mind mind boggling. they just need to be focused on like, can you get a little bit better all the time? And that's what you should be aiming for. If you don't want to do that, then that's fine. That's completely your choice. But like, if someone is coming in for coaching, someone's interested in coaching, they're obviously interested in improving some aspect of their life. So there should be elements of, you know, these considerations. And I think it's is as 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 trainers, you should go, okay, listen, you're looking at a person, look at them as the 360 rather than just, you know, shoving a training program down their neck and saying, go off and do that. You know, that's not the way. Personally, for me, I like to keep a real sort of personal relationship in terms of, who I train, um, I don't accept everybody. Um, I work with people who I can work with, and I try and make them as best as they can. If they have a positive attitude, if they're looking to improve themselves, you know, and you know, I'll take on board what I have to say, because that's when you get really, really good results. And also, from their standpoint, they'll get the best, they'll get the best result from you in terms of the investment they made in you. So there's always, there's always all these different considerations when you know, trying to improve someone or trying to, you know, really maximize someone's, you know, results essentially. Yeah, that's really good. I really liked how you said that you want to take everyone and it's not in like a mean way. It's more that I've had, luckily enough, I've only had maybe less than a handful, if that's even a thing, of clients over the last um, four years, I think I've been coaching. Over the last, well, I've been doing fitness instruction before that, but four years really doing kind of PT, one-to-one style training. Um, I've only had a handful of clients that have come to me and I've had to turn around to them and just say, look, um, I mean this from the, from the nicest, in the nicest way possible, but you're wasting your time, your money and my time because we're not a perfect fit and that maybe you're not in the headspace for this right now. And I think that that's perfectly okay to say as well, or even to refer out. So let's say if I get someone... I know that you have a lot of IBS and stuff, and if someone really wanted to focus on improving their IBS, that I don't just take their money and tell them I'm going to fix their IBS. I go, I have a friend, Sean, who 
yeah, it's a really good coach that might be able to help you with your IBS. And it's it's perfectly fine to to say no to some people, and it's not in a it's not in a mean way. It's more that I think because a, a lot of people listening, there won't be coaches now, but you'll be potential clients and people that want to improve yourself, or even just gym goers. Yeah. That if you are looking for a coach, or you're looking for even the likes of a barber or whatever it is, that you find someone that's like a, a right fit for you. You don't want to go in and get your hair cut and have someone mouthing in your ear about everyone in the town. Like so. Yeah. you wouldn't want that with a coach either and you wouldn't want a coach that isn't actually helping you um, so it, it kind of goes both ways um, and then just kind of going from that what what what's expected from a client if you're to take one on yeah interesting question um, I think look at aspects of respect you know um, just general general good attitude you know, simple things. These are not, it's not groundbreaking skills. Yeah. It's, not, it's basic, it's basic. Attitude. <laughs> yeah, as one of my best friends calls it, he calls them soft skills, you know, basic soft skills. You know, yeah. can you take on board? Can you listen? And can you, you know, put yourself out there? Can you bring your bring your A game, so to speak, and, 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 and give it your best, you know? I don't yeah. ask people for, I don't ask people for, you know, uh, really complicated things to move the needle forward, you know? Like, you know that's the main misconception to this is like you have to be doing groundbreaking stuff to get results no you don't um, i'm reading a great book at the moment atomic habits and like it, at first I'm, I'm in the first three three four chapters in but like it's it's so interesting in relation to the way you talk about habits and behaviors so it's like one percent one percent it's like these you know he talks about overnight successes you know overnight successes are not overnight successes they're a lead up of steps and steps and, and days and days of just you know hitting the hitting the hammer on the nail consistently 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 just knocking that hammer down so like there's all all that you have to kind of focus on too and like in relation to like clients and stuff like that that's the same thing is if they're giving you that consistent effort that's consistent you know action step all the time might be perfect you know there might be other things going on in their life and that's just that's just that's just the way life is you know and we're not expecting that as, as trainers to be over over um i suppose over over analytic in relation to that and kind of like saying listen this has to be perfect this you have to sleep you know x amount of hours per night exactly this has to be exact down to the gram this has to be exactly down to it should never really be like that it should be focused on right looking at your lifestyle at the moment what can you fit in in relation to you know your sleep what can you fit in in relation to your food what can you, you what can you do in your life at the moment to make steps to make you a better person to make you a better trainer, to make you a better, you know, husband, wife, whatever that is to you, whatever is important to you, you know what I mean, in relation to that, because I think that's the most important thing. And when you're giving that effort to, to a trainer or a coach, then, you know, they'll be able to work with you. Um, and that's that's one of the biggest things. Like I've had, I've known more than yourself, um, like you've had, ma I've had major successes over the last two years um, in a number of different ways, in an absolute number of different ways with, with a lot of different people. And like, you look at those people and you're like, those people gave you their all. Those people would, you know, talk extremely high about you. Those people would, because, would really recommend your services because of the fact that, you know, they, you give 50%, I'm sorry, they give 50% and I give 50% equals the 100%. It should never be a, a case of me having to pull someone in relation for them to get results. They should have that little bit of, little bit of ambition, little bit of, you know, respect and kind of like, um, you know, 
I suppose goal set mindset that their goal set mindset then they're like okay I want to achieve this I want to achieve this and I want to achieve this this is my sort of vision for myself over the next three to six months so yeah. all those di- all those different things are important and it's just as I said to you as a coach as a trainer to bring those things out and to realize that you're dealing with so many different personalities you might get it right with everybody that's just life that's just the way it works any job is the same but um, you know the ones that you do you see major major rewards but if um, if the client gives you that effort I think yeah, um, I think you touched on a lot of really important things there. Um, uh, so, the, one of the things you were saying was that, like, for the client to give their best, and oftentimes people feel like they have to give 100%. And, like, 100% might feel like it's a long cry away from where you are, which is perfectly fine. We don't want you to give your 100% because sometimes you're not in a position to give that. Um, what you should be kind of focusing on instead is giving your best at the time. Like like you said, you could have a number of different things going on in your life. Um, I've seen some just incredible people, I guess, do incredible things um, in times of just hardships. And I mean, I had, I don't want to go into personal things, but just people even during lockdown having really tough things going on, but still having the ability to try to focus on themselves and put in as much effort as they could at that time. And it's not about going balls to the wall and destroying yourself week in, week out. It's about them small little actionable steps, as he said, that over time build up and they create better habits and they lead to success, as he said. Yeah. And it's keeping them things up um, and putting in a bit of effort. Definitely, definitely. Like a big thing as well is like, you know, in a gym setting, like, you know, if you're a very highly stressed individual and you have a lot going on, like I, I'm talking a lot going on. You've kids. You're very strict. You might run two. Maybe have a business, part-time business. You might run a job, and you're trying to train. Like you know, you need to be realistic as well in relation to what you can actually do. You know, like is 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 two three-hour sessions achievable for you? Uh, you know, five times a week. No, it's not. You know, it's not. And like you got to give yourself those realistic expectations, and should never be a kind of a, as you say, a balls to the wall. Like you can still make great progress. You know. By, by, you know, just going in training and, and feel, coming out 45 minutes and feeling good and not feeling as, you know, you don't need to go in a workout and say, okay, for this workout to be good, I need to feel very, very sore at the end of it. That's not the case. That should never be the case. The, never, the goal of strength training should be, you know, to do what you can, train, okay, train with good technique, good rep quality, understand your body, understand the movement, what suits you, and then from there to come away from that and say, what's realistic for me within a certain time frame to go to, you know what I mean, to go on. Because, you know, if you're yeah. kind of like setting those real, unrealistic expectations, like, you know, you're going to fail and you're going to get very, very resentful of yourself. Because you're, going to be caught, you're going to be caught in it, like in the hamster wheel. You know, it's you're going to keep, keep running, keep running up the hamster wheel. Don't understand where your end goal is, where your vision is going, and understand, you know, you're not taking things into perspective. And like, that's one of the biggest challenges I see with people coming into me is like understanding that factor. You know what I mean? First and foremost, because I think if they understand that a little bit better and get the education there, the rest of it will just come into play. The norm yeah. comes into play after that. And then from there, it's a case of plan. It's a case of adjusting when you need to. And then it's a t- case of good old time and consistency. That's, that's, that's where I'd say. That's what I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And even, um, just like you said there as well with the, the muscle soreness, like a lot of people as well have this, uh, they're under the impression um, that you, to have a good workout, you have to be sore um, and also that you have to sweat. So like 
I know it sounds funny to me and you because we're like, sweat has nothing to do with it. It just means maybe you're a bit warmer that day. You maybe have a lot more water just to get rid of, whatever it is. Um, sweat doesn't really have anything to do with how much effort you're putting in. It just means that you might have been doing more cardiovascular work or you're just genetically more of a sweaty person. It doesn't relate to how well you're actually doing in the gym at all. I think if you train, kind of like you're saying as well, with if you know what what your kind of goal is and how much time is realistic to you, and if you do that with good intent, then that that's how you will how you will succeed. Um, it's not a case of sweating as much as you can or being as sore as possible. And then as well, I guess um, I've had clients that say to you, had clients, particularly women for me, that are doing this kind of balls to the wall approach, um, metaphorically speaking. Um, so they're doing that kind of approach and what they're doing is they're training four or five times a week and they're doing weight sessions, but they're also maybe that day they could do a spinning class in the morning and they could even do another class that day. Um, so in, in, the, in the space of like seven days, they could have trained 20 times and then they're wondering why they're not seeing results. Um, have you had anyone like that and what would, you, what would your advice be around that? Yeah, I mean, what I'd say first and foremost, their their intentions are very good. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to do something positive, and their 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 energy their their energies in the, like they're not even in their energy out in terms of you know what they should be doing because they should be focused on you know doing things with quality rather than being all over the place. What will happen there is, for example, like they'll just end up feeling very overtrained. They'll feel very tired and fatigued. You know, over. To, you know they start that maybe two three weeks in and then from there they'll start you know feeling really hungry feeling really down and then that's not a congruent mindset to someone that's going to succeed long term so when you're when you have to understand like there's a lot of people out there like that also um uh, yeah i i completely understand as well like i mean even their social circles too kind of you know given uneducated sort of opinions about things um you know about oh this is the best way for this is the best way for you know fat loss if you do three sessions a week by five days you know i've heard ridiculous i don't know about you but i've heard ridiculous things in relation to things that have kind of come out from say friends you know mary and john down yeah. the pub or, or you parents. Know, yeah exactly or par- yeah exactly telling all this stuff about how you know this worked for them and etc etc just because it might have potentially worked for them maybe once <laughs> doesn't mean that it's going to it's going to work for them within the next you know 20 30 40 years of their life do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. um so it, it's a huge huge thing um in relation to kind of what's going out there in terms of you know um clients like coming in with those type of things that they're like they don't understand those kind of factors um you know of of maybe kind of even why they're doing it as well or what the end goal is so they'll do all this training but they don't know what the actual the end goal is for them for a specific time frame and what will happen is they'll just go get, get really really confused or if someone doesn't really have goals right they just want a general health and kind of lose fat and have a good you know a good physique you know which i'm falling into that category at the moment and i'm really enjoying that so you know you know do i need to be training seven days a week for three hours a day or two hours a day to do that no i don't i don't you know i'm training at the moment three four times a day a week i really enjoy my training i look forward to it i give myself an hour 15 hour and a half to train enjoy it my training with a friend of mine like you know things like this yeah exactly exactly and maybe once a week whatever you know like that's a said to you i really go in and i enjoy it and i take my time for that you know because again i'm busy 
I, I don't have a lot of time. But when I, I do prioritize in terms of you know my own training, then I go in and I do it. But I understand my end goal. My end goal is to just work on my physique gradually over time. No, you know, no real unsteady kind of behaviors. No, nothing like that. What's achievable for me over the next while is that. It might change. I might have a different goal. I might say, okay, I might do, you know, triathlons maybe next year. I might, you know, change up my goals completely. I might go run 10Ks, etc. Go back playing football or whatever it is. I might change it. But it, it has to always come in with realistic to you and, and making sure that, you know, um, from a client's perspective, if you feel like you're listening to this and you're doing all this, you're all over the place in relation to, you know, you might be doing uh, low three sessions a day or things like this. Um then make sure you just kind of focus on understanding what's your end goal and are you giving yourself enough adequate recovery in between those sessions. Like an awful lot, you know this, ain't it? Like an awful lot of stuff, we can train very well, a lot of us, but normally <laughs> recovery with an awful lot of us isn't the best in relation to nutrition, in relation to sleep, and even, you know, uh, relaxation time. You know, I mean, when was the last time you just actually you know, sat down and just kind of gone, right, I'll play a few hours of Xbox or I'll play a few hours of PlayStation or I'll watch a movie. Do you, do you know, this is the type of stuff sometimes that you have to say, okay, that time as well is giving you that kind of mental switch off. So just between, you know, the actual sleep and then actual, you know, that sort of kind of mental downtime that you need in relation to recovery. And I think it's very, very, very important. Um, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, th I agree strongly with everything you said there. Um, and I think as well that like sometimes it might sound like it's the worst city ever, but if you're given that much energy to training, which is like fair play to you because I, I wouldn't train twice a day unless I, I had to for if I was working towards a goal like a bodybuilding show, yeah. um, which I will be sooner as a photo shoot. Um, that's where I'd be maybe doing weights and cardio on that day. But I know exactly the time frame I have. I know what I'm working towards and I know the rate of, at which I'm working at. Yeah. Um, and you don't need to know all them things either, but you need to have some kind of, be a little bit of a vision of where you're going and how much effort um, yeah. in terms of how many hours of training you need to put in to get there and what's realistic for you. But you're, at this point, you're educated, you know, you've had five, six, seven, eight, seven, nine, seven. yeah, seven, seven years, seven years. exactly, yeah. and hence, you know, I know you're, you're a coach at the moment, don't you? I do, yes. So uh, what I'll say there as well is that, like, Going back to being realistic with yourself and setting goals, I contacted my coach in January yeah. and I was meant to do a natural bodybuilding show in September. Um, so there's a good nine months there, like nine months of training. And I knew that like I was in a decent enough position, I had to lose a bit of body fat, but I knew for me to get everything right working with him so that he could kind of understand me better and just forming habits for myself and just kind of getting more used to being in a a bit of a stricter sort of regime that I needed a lot of time to do that. Um, I had, I hadn't done a show. I haven't done a show in two years. So it's kind of, you know, I'm out for two years and then I'm trying to kind of get back into it and it's going to take time. I'm not going to achieve that in two months um, or four months. I could do it, but it, it wouldn't be um, as efficient as possible. I think that sometimes spreading things out a bit longer and having a clear plan that's, way ahead and maybe mini goals along the way will help you as well um, but like you said as well sometimes just pulling yourself back from things um, and adding in that downtime can actually be more beneficial than that extra training session in the day yeah because if your recovery is off if your sleep is off if your nutrition is shit 
it's not going to work out as, as planned. You need to be checking all them other boxes as well. Of course, um, of course, of course. But yeah, um, with kind of the bodybuilding then, I guess for me, that's a personal goal of mine. Um, I just wanted to get as lean as physically possible. I know when I first did that, I think it's just important to mention this. When I first did my show, uh, it was more of an ego ego kind of thing where I was like, I want to get in the best shape possible and I'll get loads of loads of new clients from this. I'll be ripped. Um, yourself and your brother did a photo shoot with me at the time, so he saw me, had the tan on and everything, uh, everything shaved. Um, but that's a, that's a goal that's personal to me and I know that I I can... I have a lot of knowledge there around nutrition and exercise and I know that I'm not prone to kind of eating disorders and things so that it's 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 a it's a healthy and realistic goal for me but it might not be a healthy and realistic goal for somebody else um if you're someone has problems with food then it's not a good idea to put yourself in that sort of environment that's very strict definitely um, or if you have a problem with just overdoing things then maybe it's not a good idea to to be training seven, eight times a week. Maybe you need to cut back a bit. Maybe you need to swap that out for even a walk. Um, yeah. Something else I think will help a lot as well, other yeah. than the training. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just right now then, in terms of my own training, I was training for a show in September that was cancelled. I got a call in May. I didn't just throw the towel in and say, fuck this. While I was working hard for this for five months, I didn't just say fuck this, I'm done, and rebound. I said, okay, look, I'm going to kind of take it easy for a week or two um, and then sort of get back on the saddle um, and work towards something else. So now I have my eyes set on maybe a photo shoot around April. Uh, just, and it's again, it's a personal goal of mine. I want to see, the main reason for me is I want to see how much muscle mass I've put on in the last few years um, because as a an Asher bodybuilder, it's very, it's very hard to actually see how much you've put on and it's it's a it's a goal for me because I like have some something to to work towards and I think that helps people as well. Um, but it's it's also when I get there, I know that I'll I'll be able to celebrate it a bit and say, this is how much work, this is how much you've done in the last seven years, and I'll kind of congratulate myself and say, fair play. Even though I might not win a bodybuilding show or I might not be the best in the world, um, I know I've put in my best, and yeah, that's important. Yeah, really really important. Um, what are your training goals at the minute? Do you have anything you're working towards? Um, and how would you, is there any advice you'd give, give around setting goals for, for people that are in the gym or even outside the gym, just health and fitness related goals? Yeah, so training goals at the moment for me are just to keep healthy and keep in uh, a good condition and just build on my physique a little bit. Um, I'm not going crazy with it, but like, it's something that is a goal of mine and I just want to, you know, progress that and see how it go while keeping performance, while keeping, you know, very, very cardiovascularly fit and also, you know, um, very well conditioned too. Because I think, I don't know about you, but I think it's so important, particularly even with your training people and working with people, that they're cardiovascularly and well conditioned as well as obviously strong. Um, you know, just just as a, a sort of a general point. But going back to your question, what I would say is at the moment I'm I'm kind of going into a sort of a cut I have been cutting the last while and just to kind of cut down a little bit in terms of body fat and for a little shoot in the next I think is is October just said to you just to do some basically coaching shots nothing too nothing too you know a few physique shots nothing too crazy 
um, just to kind of try that because it's something that's a bit out of my comfort zone, if I'm being honest with you, um, and just see how see how how that develops. Um, and like in general, you know, in general, my kind of training the last you know 15 years was all sports, sports specific. You know, I was playing football. And, you know, I, I just wanted to become a better footballer. So I was doing an awful lot of carrying, an awful lot of running stuff and, and interval work. And I think that kind of stuff has kind of always stayed with me because I do really enjoy that side of things as well. Just adding into my strength training um, and it's something that I won't replace because I, I do like it in relation to kind of the steady state stuff. Um, but in relation to kind of picking your goals for, for anyone listening, I think it's so important in relation to like, you know, I said we mentioned like being realistic and all those type of things, but like having goals that have real meaning to you. Um, you should never do things for to try and impress, you know, a potential partner or something like that or something, you know, or never do it for those type of reasons. Just using that as an example that I see an awful lot between friends and between like people between the ages of 15 to 30 or 15 to 35. Fine. That's that's all well and good. And initially that's fantastic. But like at the end of the day, like, you know, it should be a lifestyle change. It shouldn't be just done because of that reason. So you should yeah. always have your sort of anchors. I call them anchors that like when you turn, when you're, when the chips are down that you go, okay, these are my real reasons for training. Okay. And you should have my, my opinion anyway, a short term, a medium term, a long term. So I always joke my long term is to run around with my grandkids. That's my long term sort of thing. My long term ambition uh, might happen, might never happen, you know. But it's something that's it's it's a long term ambition for me. That if I ever get to that point, like you know, can I run around with them? Can I be strong? Can I be physically in a good condition? Better than your grandkids, like, and that is very possible as well. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you have all those different things, you know. Potential, like again, that's it's a futuristic thing that might might not happen, you know. I could be listening to this in six years time, and it might not, you know, might not happen. But like, that's not the that's not the point. You're setting yourself a goal of like, okay, if I don't move the needle if I don't uh, you know get up and do some exercise or be consistent throughout the week and do three or four sessions you know you see you see it yourself how people can deteriorate over time in relation to their body they poor posture they feel terrible about themselves they're putting on a lot of weight when they shouldn't really you know they should never put it on in the first place really really bad habits just feeling sorry for themselves you know, a lot of alcohols involved, you know, it could be these type of things as negative behaviors, which essentially is why we're strength training, you know, anyway, is to prolong our lives, you know, to be a healthier version of ourselves, physically, mentally, socially. So like all those different things are really, really important. And if you don't have a mixture with them and you don't understand, right, that's your real reason for giving yourself training longevity, like you're missing the point like in it like you think about like this there's people that you know that are in you know hospital beds at this moment of time that like might not ever get a chance to even walk never mind go and lift a, a dumbbell right that would love the opportunity to walk into a gym that we take for granted now do you, do you know what i'm trying to say and i think if you flip that perspective with people and goal setting and going okay right these are my short-term goals fine get better improve my physique get more education fine but then you know after that you've got to say right this is the real reasons why i'm training you know this is the real reason why i'm doing it because when you know those reasons and you have them off by heart and you're there like printed on a piece of paper written on a piece of paper on your phone or or whatever you have them in your mind then you're very 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 rarely to go okay i quit altogether you know you're very rarely to just say that you know because you know you know, you, you can't you can't mess this stuff up. You know, I said it in a post the other day. If I don't get to train because I'm busy and I intend to train on a certain day, there's always tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. or the world doesn't stop spinning just because I didn't get to 
get yeah. to a certain day. You can't have that attitude either. Um, yeah. So, yeah, would you feel the same way? Um, definitely. Um, I think in terms of goal setting, I think you kind of covered a good bit there. Um, and I do definitely think it's it's very important to have like a long term and medium kind of term goals as well. A lot of people, um, even myself included, will focus on just the short term. And that's like, let's say you have a holiday in, in, in a month or two. And that's fine, like training for a holiday, like fair play. You want to get in better shape for the holiday. But I think it comes down then to when you're actually setting goals is to ask why and then ask why again. So um, someone getting ready for a holiday, um, they're getting ready for a holiday because they want to get in good shape. That's the first why. Okay, why do you want to get in good shape? And then it boils down to, okay, because they were self-conscious and they wanted to look a bit better around their friends and wanted to be able to take the top off. Okay, then that's your why for that goal. It's not because you want to get in good shape. It's because yeah. you feel a bit, bit self-conscious and you want to be a bit more confident. So that's what you're working on short term. And then your medium term might be, okay, I want to maybe not keep this like exact body, but be somewhere along that line um, in the next six months. And then long term, as you said, things like I want to be fit enough then to be able to run around the field and play football with my son or whatever it is. Um and that you know that that might take you a while if you've in, if you've injuries or if you've a lot of weight to lose or whatever it is, um, or even your grandkids. That's a, a even longer term goal. Um, but it's important not to just focus on the short term, but also have have other things in sight. And as you said, if if things don't go to plan, um, there's always tomorrow. You don't. There's not like there doesn't need to be this massive sense of urgency that we all feel. Yeah. Um, Massive. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I think it's just, you know, it's just a sort of a build up of kind of that kind of identification of why, what the goal is, and then the belief in yourself after that, you know, um, to actually go and carry it through, which is, uh, which is really important. But no, the points you mentioned there are very relevant. And I think an awful lot of people listening to this could take, you know, an awful lot from them. So get into yeah. it, guys. And um, what you said then as well about that kind of pers perspective switch about training as well, something I really think I took for granted was being able to go to a gym, being able to train, um, even things like, let's say, maybe hopping into a sauna or a jacuzzi, because a lot of them things are still closed at the minute. Um, but I know during the lockdown, that's one thing. I don't want to talk too much about that because there's enough shy talk about lockdown, I think. Um, but one thing I did take from that was that I, I was taking the gym and my mental health from training for granted. And I did sort of feel that a bit. And that then made me really realize that, okay, training is, is really, really something I value. Um, and it's like that as well. It's, it's asking yourself, like, are you being a bit kind of obnoxious here or whatever, where you're saying, oh, I can't get to the gym, I don't have time, instead of thinking... I have time, I'm not prioritizing it, and I'm able and capable to go to the gym, so I should go. Um, I have a client, and she, well, I've just finished up with her, but she's 17. Um, she's spina bifida, so she's in a wheelchair. She can only, she only has use of her shoulders, so she can move them up and down, out to the side. Um, yeah. She can't, like, fold at the back or anything like that. Um, but every time I see her, and I've trained her, I've just thought, like, what, what is what is your excuse like what is your excuse she's she does rowing table tennis um she does a number of sports and she gave it her best every time she went to training and did very successfully as well um i'll be posting about her soon as well 
but it just it was a constant reminder to me that if there is a will like there is a way like if you if you find your why like you will overcome anyhow that's something that i really like i think i mentioned it on the previous podcast but it's one of the one of my favorite quotes um so i think you need to just cut out the bullshit and just really realize what what uh, a privileged position you were actually in like to be able to train to be able to yeah. to to walk to run to do these things there's a lot of people out there that can't and they're still they're doing what they can yeah yeah definitely 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 it's just that being able to move every single day is, is just is 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 a luxury you know we we take it for granted um you know as i said so many people just don't have that chance and you know we walk into a gym every single time you know you should be looking for gratitude you should be looking great, grateful that a facility like there like that is here you know for us to just walk into and just to enjoy you know so yeah no 100 percent agree um and then kind of going from that um just sort of talking about like we kind of touch a bit on men's mental health and how much of an effect you think fitness and maybe just goal setting and things have on keeping your mindset strong and dealing with mental health. Yeah, like mental health is an interesting one. Um, like it's 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 so it's so combined with fitness. It's so combined with the whole thing. I believe anyway. Um, it's not it's not a hundred percent of the answer, um, but it can be a lot of the answer. You know, just by changing your state. I think. Tony Robbins talks an awful lot about, um, you know, that kind of change of state in, in relation to kind of how we're thinking. And it, it's so, so true because when you think about it, you know, if you're having a bad day and then, you know, you get out and you do something or have a walk or have a run or train in gym, you normally feel better, you know. Um, and that's a, a huge, huge thing that people kind of like hold on to and use in their day. I know for me, it's been personally, you know, a, a massive plus in my life. Um, you know, uh, particularly through kind of my teenage years when I had a few health issues and stuff like that that were sort of there in the back burner that like, you know, for, for me, I never I never really talked about that much with people because I was just kind of in the mind frame of, you know, I was kind of afraid of people think you're a young teenager, you know, you're meant to be sort of, you're meant to be sort of normal, whatever that means. Perhaps. But like, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, you're meant to fit it, whatever. But when you have things going on in your own head, like it's never, never, never helpful. Um, and like when you, it's very, it's an interesting sort of time. That for me was one of the, the, the main kind of things in relation to my own kind of mental health where I kind of suffered at times. Um, and like what I used to do was, was end up, you know, you, you get caught in your own thoughts, you know, you, you think when you don't even realize you're thinking. And that's, that's when, that's when an awful lot of stuff can come into your head in relation to kind of, you know, you know, negative negativity, your daily actions, you know, not feeling motivated, not feeling good in yourself, not feeling confident or even having self-esteem. A lot of those things that I would have kind of like, you know, suffered with when I was younger, that that sort of, you know, um, those sort of feelings and, and kind of feeling not as word, worthy to be in part of groups of friends, you know, uh, those type of belief systems, like I think came an awful lot from those things because again, you don't you know it's a bit from yourself too it was always that bit quieter but like it's important to it's important to always talk it's important to always like be true to yourself as well um and realizing like what's positive and what's negative in your life you know and you just got to kind of go from there i'm no expert on it and i don't pretend to be 
Um, but what I would say, you know, for anyone that is kind of like struggling at the moment, because I would come into contact with this, just working with people as well down through the years, some varying in degrees, some very, very, some very, very um, mild cases and some very strong cases. Um, but like exercise can be a potential solution. It's not the hundred percent solution. Um, it might be, it might be the solution for this person listening, but again, it's, it's a potential solution of things that you can include in your daily arsenal of things to kind of help it along. Um, and that's so important to have. And I think the more things we're equipped with in that arsenal to kind of comprehend that or kind of like stop that, it's, it's, it's really, really important, particularly in an era now where, you know, it's all about kind of like comparisons and we're, we're on a phone three, four hours a day looking at other people's lives. I mean, you know, when you think about how ridiculous that is in its nature is, is you know, we, we never would have had to deal with that 50 years ago. You know, it was always, you know, if you're going home, you know, you were never, the bully was never following you. Do you know what I mean? And and that, that was, that was that kind of, that's where we are now. So with the, like social media, so many positives, like we're talking here and this is a massive positive, you know, and like, you know, yeah. like we met through social media. That's where we like, you know what I mean? When Liam was there as well, because I know obviously you know each other, but that's, you know what I mean? And kind of the internet. So that yeah. has been positive, but also has this negative too. Like, and I think is as well, it's just about kind of like, as I said, men's mental health is, is huge, particularly we're just because we're lads. Like, you know, we know the ins and outs of kind of being, being a young person um, and having, I suppose, responsibilities. Like, you know, we have responsibilities not to say they're better or worse than others, which they're not. Everyone has their own different responsibilities and that's just life. Um, you know, and like some more than others, depending on what your circumstances are. But still, it's important to work through them and it's important to like, you know, uh, be proactive with them and kind of as best as you can and just kind of like going, okay, what are the positive things to, to get me out of the state that I'm in um, and try and improve? Um, it was actually, I, I seen this actually on a video there a week ago. It was talking about kind of similar enough things to what we're talking about here in terms of, you know, um, mental health and, and trying to, you know, become a better person. But it basically, basically said, I think the line was, you know, um, think about a time in your life that you were at your best and uh, write down and, and think about three different words describing you at that time. So I thought it was brilliant. It kind of stopped me in my tracks and I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is actually, this is actually amazing. This, 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 that's a really, really good way of putting it because then you just automatically flip the coin and go, okay, you're having a bad day, right? What was a positive experience? Well, you know, something as simple as, you know, you could have, you could have won a football cup or whatever. What was your, you know, your, your three best traits about that time or your three positive things that were making you, you at your best at that time? You know, it could have been you were competitive. It could have been you were joyful. You were in a part of a social group. You're laughing and joking and you're, you know, um, you know, working on a career or you're working on building a better version of you. So it could have been anything, but you had three words to describe it and you were identifying there of where you're at your best. And I think that's where sort of a lot of that kind of strain comes with people where they focus on too many negatives and don't focus on where they are at their absolute best. Yeah. Um, I think as well, like I said, touch like because we were kind of touching on mental health, um, that neither of us are experts, but both have kind of dealt with our own things, and that obviously through 
the two of us, because we're fitness coaches and we're big into ourselves and our mindset and being as strong physically and mentally as we can, that we're very geared towards towards trying to be our best selves. And we might have kind of learned things um, that could be helpful for other people that that might be going through mental health issues. Um, obviously, a lot of it's outside our scope. And if it's, you know, if you really need help, like definitely reach out to a professional. Um, but we're kind of just offering our two cents and something might help. So like you were saying there, that if you if you don't kind of focus on the positives, if you're only thinking of how you feel um, at that time and the negatives, then that's all you're going to kind of see. So you need to, I think it's important to try to think of a time that you were happy and ask yourself, why were you happy? And then, as you said, when you know what that is, so let's just say a time that if, if you were to say that you're ha- most happy when surrounded by a load of your family, you're at some kind of party or whatever. Okay, why were you happy? You're happy because you're around everyone you loved um, and you're in a social setting. So that's two things. Then the third thing, maybe just there was food you enjoy there, whatever it was you were eating, eating good food. And you have three things there that you look at that you now know, okay, when in these three things, I'm happy. So or I'm, I'm happy and I am right now. Um, so if you try to incorporate them into your life, but also on the flip of that, then you have to kind of, what works for me with kind of anxiety and first depression and anxiety to reduce that was to try to look at, was there a pattern every time that I felt anxious and what was kind of uh, causing that to flare up and then trying to reduce them sort of negative things or even they might not even be negative. So uh, they're obviously going to be different uh, depending on the person. But for me, there are things like overworking led to a lot of anxiety um, stressing about things that didn't really matter um, trying to be on time for absolutely everything and beat myself up if I wasn't on time um, uh, another thing then was the likes of caffeine that just kind of just doesn't agree with me I don't know why it just doesn't really agree with me especially if I'm in a slightly stressed uh, state if I have caffeine that absolutely hides it and I know that from just kind of watching my patterns and I've since removed that. And um, it's trying to reduce these things. So you have to kind of ask yourself if there's a pattern of when you feel low or when you feel anxious or when your mental health issues kind of flare up. Um, what's kind of caused that? Uh, what could you kind of reduce? And what could you add in there that would be a bit more positive and supporting that might might help you a little bit? Um, I'm definitely not an expert in mental health, but I've been sort of surrounded by it my whole life. Yeah. Um, and I can clearly see there's a direct correlation between your your environment, how positive or negative that is, and the things that you're doing, and then your actual mental health. And like you said, it's not the fitness is not the answer, like always the answer, but it might definitely help. It might give you goals. It might give you a social circle. Um, it might make you feel a bit more confident. It might improve your posture, make you feel better about yourself. Um, it might give you things to work towards stuff like that. If you focus on obviously eating well, you're going to feel better. If you focus on sleeping a bit more, you're yeah. you're definitely going to feel better. There's a direct correlation between feeling depressed and undersleeping. Um, if you focus on reducing your stress, because stress can cause absolute havoc on mental health. If you focus on reducing that stress and finding ways that work for you to reduce it, you're going to feel a bit better. So it's all of these things that kind of add up. Um, it's adding in the positive things that have worked for you and it's reducing the things that are that are just obviously not working and it's trying to find is there a pattern there 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just add on that because there's an awful lot of value that you you talk about there in relation to like you know men's mental health are really kind of you're looking at the the key components of like why you know people environmentally sometimes that they can feel a bit down and stuff. But I, I've kind of come to the realization like you know happiness is you're in your own head. You know it should never be dictated by external things, really. Yeah. Um, you know you have the responsibility of your own sort of your own sort of mental state you know and I think sometimes you know when people this comes into behavior change too you know in terms of somebody coming into to either me or you in relation to trying to improve their physique improve their whole life quality is the fact that like if they don't understand that there is a mental health component that they need to change as well as physical then you know they can be caught up a little bit behind you know what i mean or, you know it's it has to be on an even par where it is as important um and like you know it, you know it, it for you to to it depend no matter what level you are because everyone's at different levels starting off you know and there will be times where you feel a bit down where you feel like oh this isn't going your way you know i used to overthink i still overthink i do a little bit of it um, you know, and I think everybody does. Everybody overthinks that to a degree. But like, if you're focusing on saying to yourself, "Okay, my happiness, my my is my own responsibility to a degree," you know, not to a degree. My happiness is my own responsibility. And like, if you're if you're looking at external things that are really causing you, you know, that bit of discomfort, or maybe they're not they're not supporting you, then you have to look at that um, in relation to where you're going. Uh, particularly when it comes around to behavior change, it could be, you know, it could be a negative sort of family environment or a negative sort of, you know, uh, work environment that they're kind of like they're, they're beating down on you because you're trying to eat a little bit better or you're trying to exercise more. And, um, you know, that's that's a whole different other podcast in itself. But like yeah. those type of things, you need to be aware of that, you know, you take your own responsibility each day to be to be the best version of you. You're not going to have a great day or brilliant day every day. I'm not I'm not naive enough to current say that. But in, in, in saying, you know, it's, it's trying to get that little bit better all the time, as we said, but making sure that, you know, when you're coming into those negative feelings, you said to yourself, OK, stop yourself a few deep breaths and say, OK, you know, what I can control here is what I can control outside of that can't really do too much about so there's no real point in getting that overwhelmed or worried about you know i think um a, a big uh, i'm a fan of um i don't know if you know uh, eckhart toll or eckhart yeah. Toll. yeah so he's um he's in he's mindfulness that's kind of that's his main thing really isn't it you know i i i like and read his books but you know he's talking about kind of the being in the present and talking about talking things in the present and the vast majority of our worries and stuff like that come from either the past or the future yeah. when we can't control either so like an awful lot of his stuff is really really good if you, if you want to check that out in terms of you know just controlling your thoughts you know which is, i think is a is is, is a, to, a tool you should have in your arsenal and be aware and be self-aware enough to know that that you know at certain times you will need to call upon it you know particularly if you're feeling a bit down or maybe things aren't going your way in relation to training nutrition or anything like that at the moment in time to call those things into your arsenal and say right these are the positive things that have really highlighted for me over my life over the last five ten years now, what are those words that describe me at my best? And I'll keep going back to that because I think it's so, so important. Yeah, um, I think you add a lot of value there as well. Um, and just another thing touching on that, um, like I know in, I think in Galway or even the west of Ireland, I'm not sure it was Galway, but 
there has been more maybe it was Ireland, I don't know exactly, but there was more there was more deaths by suicide, male deaths by suicide than there was deaths from COVID. I think it could have been in Galway, um during lockdown here. Yeah. Um, that's there was a frightening statistic, it was nearly double. I don't I'm not gonna give you exact numbers because I don't know exactly. Um but it just really kind of it hit home on me and I just that's kind of why we want to really emphasize that um trying to kind of uh put yourself in this in a positive atmosphere um focus on yourself ask yourself what are your goals ask yourself what's not good for me what is good for me mm-hmm. doing these things is so important because um you can eventually then get to a stage where it's just it's all too much and Another thing I want to just say there as well is that I, I know that myself and yourself, we're very um, approachable. Even if you don't know us, even if you've never met me before, mm-hmm. you can message me. I had, like, just to put it in, into perspective, you nobody would know this person. Um, I had a girl message me. She saw one of the posts I put up, and it was, um, I'm trying to remember which post it was exactly because I put up a lot. Um, it, was, it was one to do with kind of just having a positive uh, environment and reducing kind of the negativity and reducing a negative environment and stepping back from it. Um, I didn't know this woman at all. She saw the post through, I think, hashtags or something from America somewhere. Um, or I think it was Spain, actually. She's from Spain. She messaged me and she said that, um, she said, hey, I just read your post. Um, and she basically said, I find myself in quite a tough position. I have a very negative family and my mother is getting more and more negative by the day and uh, she's struggling to try to get herself out of it or know what to do and like I'm not not an expert there but she had the courage to message someone that she doesn't know in and try to suppose develop an element of trust there Um, I'm not going to tell you who that was no one's going to know who it was there's more details too but I'm not telling you because it's it's confident Um, it's in it's in confidence um, but she then reached out to me and that might have got a bit off her chest and I gave her my two cents and if she took one thing away from what I said and it's made her try to pull back a little bit and focus on herself then she's improving her life and all it took was that little bit of courage to send a message because yes. it's easy to get in touch with people now send a message, send an email drop a comment, I don't know, whatever it is just yeah. we're a touch of a button away like um, we can definitely relate on some levels I've been through my own uh, bout of mental health problems like depression and anxiety for years and finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm in control of them and they're not in control of me and that has taken me a lot of time yeah. to get to there and I, I know what's worked for me and if two things out of a hundred that have worked for me work for you then you're two steps ahead of where you were yeah very well said man best thing I've heard all week yeah 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 yeah. no really really good and like it's just it's just really echoing echoing those sentiments and making sure that like that is the thing is people are approachable and need to talk you know that's the most important thing but as i said to you it's it's really really important and i'm glad uh i'm glad we had that uh conversation today fair play yeah um and like i said again just that it's it's we both know what's within our scope as well um so if someone's coming to us and there's an issue there that we feel like if I was someone that has a food disorder, I'm not going to take that person on as a client mm. until they kind of get that sorted out or unless we're working together with um, the likes of a psychiatrist or 
a professional in that area. Um, that's the time when I take someone on to do that because we have to know what's within our scope and not try to fix yeah. everybody. Um, there's certain elements that we can help with and there's certain ones that we can't. Yeah. Um, but just talking about it does help. Even if you were to reach out to us and talk to us and we say, look, we can't really help you, we might be able to guide you in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, I've had people in the past, I've had to sort of intervene where a client became suicidal, long story short. Um, but I pointed him in the right direction. I'm not I'm not God, I'm not trying to decide whether he lived or not, but I sat down and talked with him for hours and he opened up and we just said, Look, you need to go to I think it was is a Pieta house. Um I'm not sure it was a Pieta, but it was one of them organizations that he went to that then he got help with what he needed because we're not there to do that, but we're there to provide support and maybe send you in the right direction. Uh, opening up and speaking up is is, is important. Yeah. If you hold it in and bottle it in, it's just going to manifest and get worse. That's one big thing I've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, it, it's so important. And like, it's 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 just, as I said, it's just about chatting and just talking. You know, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. And, and just getting that stuff out and... You know, as I said, using using training as a tool, you know, it is a tool in the arsenal, but it's not everything. Um, it'll help to a certain degree, um, but it's, it's just about, you know, giving, uh, handing over to professionals when they need to and just being able to, for them to work through it and, um, yeah, getting rid of that stigma towards it, you know, because there's a stigma out there with it. That's just not helpful. That's, frankly, it's not, it's not great um, and just needs to be more education-based education, I think more you know good quality um people talking about it and talking sense about it making feel people feel a bit more comfortable with it um because it is something as i said to you once you get that right you know you're you you've, you've great sort of you've great hope and also you can make great great progress after it yeah exactly and um i just uh, just going on from that that was a really good kind of topic to cover um and I think that just that, like I said, the tubes are approachable. Uh, we're here if you need someone to talk to, because a lot of people might have someone that they trust and they can talk to. And I can guarantee that you can trust the two of us. We'll be throwing it up in our stories or telling the world about it. Um, going on from that, then just kind of in terms of happiness, because um, we touched on that a bit. Uh, do you what what is kind of happiness to you? I guess is a question I'm asking. What do you think is ha what what is happiness to you? Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. What was the last bit? <laughs> I don't think you're expecting that question, were you? Ah, uh, hey. I said, as I said to you, anything's anything. There's no off limits here. Yeah. You know. You know. What, that's what do you think in your twenties? At twenty six. Yeah. Twenty six years of living. Um, have you come to realise is happiness to you, or are you still working on that? Um. What's happiness to me at the moment is, uh, wow, that's a great question. I think being able to be fulfilled every single day and do what I like doing every single day, um, but also noticing the fact that, like, you know, you won't be happy all the time. And I like think, you know, social media, you know, et cetera, et cetera, like portrays this type of thing that, you know, everyone's happy all the time if they're producing content, that that's not the case. Like, you know, you're like everyone, everyone has up days up on down days, 
but happiness to me is like being able to do what I like doing and enjoy enjoying the simple things for me is, is key you know um that's the most important thing for me the simple things like seeing people you know uh friends family prioritizing you know them their time just chatting um you know listening consuming interesting things you know makes me really motivated makes me really positive it makes me kind of like you know right i want to be just as good as as them um you know those type of things are really important for me um and kind of make me sort of happy in relation to that and just just for me being able to help people being seeing people do well you know and i don't say that as like a as a condescending way to make you know people oh buy my program that's not the way it is i genuinely i genuinely like seeing people do well and like that in any walk of life whether it's somebody one of my friends who's after landing you know a great job promotion you know a a great job you know um you know over in canada and i mean he's doing really well at the minute and i'm 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 absolutely delighted for him do you know what i mean and uh, i couldn't speak highly enough of the person and to be surrounded by people like that that are really positive and they're achieving things you know and you're like okay you know what my happiness will be right you know i'm happy at the moment but I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep trying to be 1% that little bit better to, to, you know, get those feelings of progress every single day. You know, that's what in a nutshell makes me happy. I don't know if I made any sense with that, but, um, you know, that's something that for me, you know, really fulfills me and kind of takes up time out of my day that I'm using as my energy has been used positively. I think when that's, when that's done, I feel really happy and content. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 what happiness means for me. It's a great answer. Definitely spoken from the heart, anyway. And honest, that wasn't uh, none none of this actually was like re-rehearsed or anything like that. Um, it's all kind of off the cuff, which is what I'm going for with these podcasts. Um, so there's no fluff, there's no bullshit. It it is what it is. Me and you would have this same conversation if there wasn't a mic in front of us, um, and we were putting it out there. We're not trying to put on this face and hide certain things or bring certain things to light. We're trying to just put it all on the table, mm-hmm. um, as you said. So I do appreciate that answer yeah. and just the honesty and openness. Um, just then, the last thing I'll ask you is you talk about, you can say, some a quote that I've heard you say is you control your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of expanding on that a little yeah, like, I mean, it boils back to mental health, you know, it boils back to, I think, really anything you're trying to, you know, really achieve is, you know, starting out anything new, for example, you're not going to be good. You're not going to be anywhere, you know, an expert at it. But still, you know, you can get victories in your own head. So you can say, right, I might have gone in for my first ever gym session. I might have been able to move 2kg on a press. But you know what? I was in there. Yeah. I tried and that was the mind frame. That's the sort of perspective flip you, you need to put into things. And that sort of thing goes and you should be walking out of that gym. Okay. I, I, I'm delighted with that. I'm really, really, you know, I've got over the fear of, of going into the, going into a place that is really not, not known for me. It might be a gym, it might be a completely other thing. It might be a new job. It might be, it might be some other, other different environment that you're not familiar with. That's completely new going into that and going, right, I'm going to give this my best effort, my best go, rather than kind of going in and going, right, it went in and you're thinking disaster thoughts, you know, like really over the top, 
overthinking, oh, shh, that didn't go well, that, I did that really wrong, and analyzing everything about the negatives. But, well, hang on a second, you were there, you did two or three very, very good things, and that's what I mean by controlling your own sort of thought process, your own sort of happiness, maybe not happiness, but your own sort of thought process and, and control over that where you're, you're flipping things on the, the positive. You can't be positive all the time. I'm not saying that. That's completely ludicrous. You're not going to be positive for every single day, every single thought of your life. That's just not going to happen. But the things that you can really control, like those things, expectation level has to be matched with and also giving yourself a, a sort of a pat on the back for just even for just even doing something that you might be a bit fearful of, you know? Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's so important that you were there, you did it, you give it, you give it a try, you know, you, you enjoyed the process, you, you allowed yourself to relax enough to actually enjoy the, the process, uh, maybe a little bit, you know, yeah. and, you, you know, open the door. That. and you see, you got open door, exactly, but you, that all starts in terms of the, you know, in terms of internally, in terms of the mind and where you're thinking, you know, it's, it's really, really important. You know, particularly when you, as I said, and I've been saying this throughout the podcast, is when you're trying to be, change your behaviors, you know, you're not going to be good very, you're not going to be good straight away. You know, you're not going to be good straight away. You're just going to be, um, you're trying everything, things aren't working. You know, it's like for, for me, for example, when, you know, when, when I was younger, I suffered an awful lot with IBS and, and very poor digestion because my diet was terrible. You know, it was absolutely terrible, full of processed food. And what was happening was the food wasn't absorbing. I was under eating and then I was feeling very sort of down on my own self and my own kind of image of myself. But like it took me the guts of a year and a half to two years to find out, number one, what foods suit me in terms of digestion. And number two, like, you know, what I like eating and what foods are better foods and what I should be trying to eat. So that was a series of mistakes, 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 mistakes. Yeah, I did feel a bit, you know, demotivated sometimes. But when I could see the progress with that, when I could see that, I could, I controlled my own sort of my own thoughts with that and made them positive thoughts rather than kind of going negatively and going, oh, listen, sure, I've done well for six months, but sure, ah, sure, look, it's 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 only six months. Sure, I'm still nowhere near where I need to be, you know, and sure, it take me 10 years anyway to get to this and, you know, I'm gone. They're all thoughts in your head that have make, make no sense. Do you know what I mean? I really, and I have an interest in this. This is something that I do read up upon in terms of, you know, trying to get people to understand these things a little bit more, their own kind of thought process. Psycho-cybernetics is absolutely, I don't know if you've read this. I, I actually think I might have bought the book, but I haven't read it yet. If you um, Either I've bought it or it's in a basket on Amazon. It, on yeah, and it, it's it's absolutely it's recommended by M10's coach Dan Smith, um, yeah. which I rate very very highly. Within the industry, he's really really good. Um, is one of the best books that you know I've read in relation to just understanding thought processes and understanding you know uh, your own sort of internal thoughts and how they affect your sort of external actions, which is 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 you know is really really important. Um, Particularly when you're, you know, going for that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> yeah, list of yeah, get a chance. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Mark Wall's book is also on my to-do list. Um, oh, get a chance. I got the book because I just wanted to show you as well. Like, I don't know if you read the Daily Stoic. Yeah, it's it's it's. I've touched in and out of it. Um, Ryan Holiday's book. Um, Brian Holiday's book, what is it do I have? Stillness is key, is absolutely fantastic. I know he's a good few, but I think that one's very good. But again, it generally just talks about talks about that. It's just kind of like, you know, you dictate your own sort of your own thoughts and it's huge. There's elements of kind of like 
um, you know, when we're talking about fitness and stuff, personal development does come into it um, and just kind of like fleshing those things out. Um, because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here with a program or with a plan of action is getting somebody to going from a certain stage to progressing their progressing their performance, to progressing human performance. And, you know, we should never get away from that fact. You know what I mean? Um, and that responsibility we have with people. So I think when the thoughts are better, normally the actions are better. Normally the results are better. If the results are poor, the actions are poor, the results normally end up poor. So it's it's a it's a kind of a cycle between everything I think personally and um, and yeah I don't know if you'd agree. I definitely do. I actually I feel like this is the type of podcast I would listen over uh, myself because I think we've touched on a lot of there's a lot of different areas here, but you've added like a shit ton of value there. Like you you're obviously very very dedicated to like learning as much as you can about self growth. I think and just being the best coach you can. Um, uh, just, I know I said the last one was the last one, but this is actually the last, last one. So what are three things you've learned on your fitness journey? Okay. Um, so the one that stands out is supplements are overrated. Okay. Um, I spent a lot of money on supplements when I was a teenager, thinking that they'd give me, you know, big arms and never happened. Um, I wonder why, but <laughs> that was the first one. I think learning how much um, learning about overtraining and how much that affects your sort of life if you overtrain, you overcommit to something, and how much time you're taking away from other things. Yeah. And, um, you know, neglecting other things, which is, is is you know, we only have one life. You know, I mean, it, it, you need to kind of factor in a, a, a whole three sixty degree towards it rather than just kind of. You know, overtraining, overtraining, overtraining. Even though you might enjoy it, but to the fact that it might even frustrate you because you know you're just not you're just not you're hitting the ceiling with it because you're not giving yourself adequate chance for recovery. That was a big thing that I learned when I was younger. And I think lastly is yeah, just just to, just to be just to be able to just to be able to perform and just to be able to to be the best version myself to be able to exercise to have that kind of luxury in my life to be able to exercise to have the chance to exercise um has something that i've been thinking about for the last while particularly you know knowing people who've you know had a bit of misfortune in their life and stuff like that and uh one one lad springs to mind who's a friend of mine liam um that, that that can't walk anymore so like this is this is the type of thing in, in relation to that that I'm um, you know that I'm that I've learned that you should never take anything for granted and you should just when you show up and when you, you should give your best you know if your best that day is you're you're retired you, you know you're giving your try you're giving it a try and you, once you've done that logically and once you've under, you understand everything in terms of your own education um you know you get better at that and you build the results so they're my three things and um yeah, I hope they're helpful and uh, beneficial to, to anyone listening. Um, I think a big thing there is just gratitude. Just to, It's something I practice daily, like just to be grateful for all the little things. And um, like you said, the two of us talked about two people with different different things. One client, was, client of mine was born, not able to walk, and this person was able to walk and then lost the ability to walk. And 
we have to kind of realize that these things are out there and that we it's a bit of, it's a little bit of misfortune but it's also i wouldn't call it a disability um because a lot of these a lot of people can use that to their to the best of their ability as well um and can really gain strength from these things um and they're the the people i see that like really inspire me because they're focused on what they can do and not what they can't yeah so that's a big take home there i think focus on what you can definitely it's all what's in what's within your control definitely thanks definitely. i think i'll leave it at that because it's on for an hour and 23 minutes now so <clears throat> thought i might have got 20 minutes to chat out of you but um here yeah. we are there so uh thanks a million for for coming on and giving you giving me your time um i really appreciate it and i'll definitely have you on again in the future because there's a lot more uh things that we could push on there there's a lot more branches on the tree as i say um yeah, no. Listen, John, where can they? Where can people find you if they want to? You have your own podcast as well. Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you for having me on. I'm grateful to to have this time to chat. Um, and my own podcast is Sean Flannery, one step at a time. Um, and my social medias are Sean Flan PT on Facebook and Instagram. I have Snapchat too. If Snapchat people are still into that, is uh, Sean uh, Sean Flan PT as well. Um, so I'm building the website at the moment, so that'll be up and running the next few months, hopefully. Um, so yeah, that's where I was at. And if you want to email as well, um, Sean M Flannery two at gmail.com. I'd love to hear um, any questions or any feedback um, on the show. And you are you on Facebook as well? Yeah, uh, Sean yeah. Flan PT. Yeah, just because I know I have a few that might that uh, will be listening to this that might not have uh, Instagram or even Snapchat, but they might have Facebook. Um, thanks a million, anyway, Sean. We'll, yeah. we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Take care.